on today's episode of Business Lunch. So I ended up offering them and said, hey, how about we do this? Let's do a 10-year seller finance, 10% down payment. I'll mm-hmm. do a uh, 4% interest. I'll do a five-year balloon. So 10-year AM, seller finance, five-year balloon, 4% interest at a 4.5 million valuation. Right. So I'm going to give you a little bit extra than you want. That's the way you want to get to your valuation. SBA is not going to prove that because it's more than a 5X. So, oh, and I said, also, I want to do a um, a DDP. I want a six-month DDP. A deferred down payment. That's right. So I said, I want to utilize the cash flow because I would be basically buying about $70,000 of profit. My note would be about 34,000 a month. Mm -hmm. So I'd still have 40 grand left over. Mm-hmm. I'd have six months to let that build up. That would more than pay for the 10% down. How much more successful would you be if you had lunch with insanely successful entrepreneurs who shared their biggest secrets on how they think and achieve success? Well, now you can. Here, successful entrepreneurs reveal their step-by-step strategies and other fascinating stories. So grab your seat at the table because this is Business Lunch with Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice. Hey everybody, Roland Frazier here with the Business Lunch Podcast, and today I am excited to tell you about my guest, Joey Gilkey, who is with Sales Driven Agencies. Uh, Joey, welcome to the show, first off. Thank you for having me. And um, tell me about uh, what you do and what you got going on right now, and then we'll hop on into it. Cool. Yeah, man. So uh, Sales Driven Agency is, uh, we build sales operations, specifically for digital marketing agencies. Hence the name. We help marketing agencies become sales driven. We build out all their sales processes. We we recruit, hire, and train their salespeople. And we build out their sales enablement like tech stack and training and all that fun stuff that uh, you tie into a bow to create an operation. That's pretty cool. And how long have you been doing it? Um, officially. So we exited Tribe. Um, and then after Tribe, we ended up um, creating sales driven agencies to about two years and some change ago. That's awesome. And so you're actually kind of helping the people sell that help people sell, right? Sort of. Yeah. So with marketing agencies, you know, historically they're creative strategists, technologists, they're not salespeople. Mm -hmm. So they don't, they don't come from the background of, of being a salesperson. They've never done rev ops or build a sales operation. They've probably not hired salespeople successfully. And the agency space is very unique in the sense that we have to kind of operate different than a SaaS sales team would, right? A SaaS sales team can afford to have what we call three to four X OTE. So on target earnings, Mm -hmm. they can scale a sales department with a salesperson producing three to four times their on target earnings. So if a SaaS salesperson is going to produce hundred grand, you can scale a sales team if they can drive $400,000 in revenue. Agency world, we don't have those kind of margins. So you got to have a team that's producing eight, nine, 10, 11 X on target earnings. And that's not easy for someone who doesn't have a background in sales. So we do for them. So it, would you say that, uh, that the skills for the agency sales are kind of particularized or would you say that there are things that, that could really be adopted over at some of those other places to really up? Oh, it's very adoptable. You know, we've, you know, we've worked with, and you and I have a, a mutual friend, Vinny Fisher yep. at Fully Accountable. Like they're not an agency, but they have a similar high ticket B2B longer sales cycle. Um, companies like that, it's very transferable. Now I've picked my niche because I have a grander plan than just helping people build sales operations mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm working on. I like it. Um, and I've been in this space for a long time. So I know it like the back of my hand. I understand agency. Now there's some nuances, right? Like with custom scoping and, you know, with agencies who do any sort of creative work or uh, do performance work, 
you know, your salesperson needs to be both consultative and, and a challenger salesperson, but then also savvy enough on the digital marketing side with product market training to be able to knowledgeably talk about the product, scope it appropriately for their market they're selling it to. Um, so there are some nuances there that's challenging. I think the the biggest nuance is just the margins, you know, it's <laughs> just a little bit different. So let's talk about your grander plan. Tell, tell me a little bit about what that looks like. Oh man. So I've been in the agency space for about a decade mm-hmm. and, um, started off, I was in the fortune world for a while building a sales operation there. I moved to being a VP of sales of a consulting firm and then I became the VP of sales of a HubSpot agency, uh, inbound marketing agency. At that time, I decided to, to to branch out on my own and build what was then Tribe, uh, which I no longer run. And um, so I've been here for about a decade. Mm-hmm. And so I know agencies super well. Uh, I have a mastermind for seven and eight figure agencies as well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm around them all day. I've served them for a decade. I know them like the back of my hand. And so for me, my bigger plan is is I know how to, to grow revenue. Like it's, it's at this point almost automatic for me that I can I can add seven figures in revenue to an agency. Um, by building out a sales operation. Mm-hmm. I can remove owners from sales who are stuck selling. Um, but there's some areas in which I can't uh, help them, which, you know, one, the other side of the coin of growth and sales is ops and fulfillment, yep. right? If if we sell how we're supposed to sell and how we know how to sell, we will eventually break operations right. because we will outsell our capacity. And so the next problem to solve is the operations and fulfillment side of things. Well, I personally don't have that background, but I can buy one. Yep. That can, which I know you're a fan of. I am. I'm actually under contract on one right now. We can talk about that deal. Uh-huh. Uh, my bigger picture is to be a super company for agencies. Okay. So I want to have the sales operation that I can control growth. I want to have the fulfillment and delivery operation that I can come in and streamline fulfillment. I want to... Um, so right now I'm kind of looking at sourcing um, fractional controller accounting and bookkeeping companies that serve agencies only. And then eventually I want to have the M&A brokerage um, that helps buyer and seller represent uh, because I'm dealing with so many agencies and because I'm able to help them become more profitable. Nice. Um, and obviously sell for higher multiple. So you're doing a bit of uh, acquiring for growth, right? That's right. Okay. Uh, I've, I've finally plunged. I've done some small acquisitions of audiences and small software companies that are more just like Chrome extensions that I flipped for for a quick buck, um, but this would be the first like multi million dollar in revenue acquisition that I would do. Those are kind of cool. Let's talk about the audiences because a lot of people don't realize you can buy cool. audiences. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I think, that, and I've done it in different capacities in my life, and and so for me. Someone else has put in the hard work of, of building an audience and developing trust and they've got all my ideal customers or all my strategic um, people I could add to my audience. And one, they don't know how to monetize it or two, they don't know how to use it. And for me, where I have plenty of offers um, to offer someone, especially in the digital agency space, there's Facebook groups, there's email lists, there's, um, there's, there's plenty of areas where my people are spending time. There's LinkedIn groups. Um, and most people don't know how to monetize mm-hmm. this. And so I'm going to go to someone else who's probably not making money running those things and say, Hey, let me cut a deal with you and work something out where, you know, I can either leave them in and say, Hey, I'll help you monetize this. And I'll, I'll create an offer specifically for this. You drive people to my offer, that kind of stuff, or, uh, I'll just take it outright and then I'll just fold it into what I'm doing. And when you're approaching those people, how do you find the best way is to contact them? 
Um, let's see. So the Facebook group that I did before was pretty simple because he put his name on it. <laughs> uh, no, just direct message. And so I did a direct message initially. He didn't respond. And then I went to a, a connection who knew him and said, Hey, can you introduce me to this guy? Okay. Um, just a very simple, Hey, Joey's interested in, in, in talking to you about your Facebook group. Maybe there's a partnership there. Maybe he's potentially open to acquiring it or, or working out a deal where you can make more money off of the group. And it was a really easy introduction. And then it was, it was pretty simple at that time. Um, now I would have done things differently in terms of what I did with it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I probably would have had a better handoff from him to me. Um, but I do think that, you know, it, it was kind of the first thing that opened the can for me. I'm like, okay, you can, you, someone else has done the work. You just got to find the creative way to make a win-win to take their work, siphon, you know, what they built and bring it into your ecosystem. How did you structure I, that deal? Cause a lot of people wonder about like, how do I know what to pay for something like that? That was simple was eventually. I, I, so this one was funny. So this is when I was running tribe. I told him about my offer. I told him, Hey, our average retainers, you know, 15,000 a month. So pretty high ticket, $180,000 LTV or uh, ACV. And, um, and I was like, he's like, we should just do a partnership. It's like, I should just own the group. And how about every deal that I do through your group, because I own it, I'm going to be focused on it. Every deal that I do through the group, I'll give you 10% of. So in perpetuity, this guy's going to make 10% of every deal that we do through this group. And he's like, well, I'm not really doing anything with the group. So that's 18 grand like, a year from each client that he gets on a yearly yeah, basis. It's, it's easy money for him, but it doesn't cost me anything. It's all performance. I mean, it's no different than having a commission only salesperson. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And so I did that way for that specific one. Um, and then I, I did a, an email email list and we kind of did, actually, this is after our, uh, the first Epic I ever went to where, um, we did a test. The Epic challenge. Was it the challenge? No, it was actually Epic in Austin. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. The live ones. Okay, good. Yeah. And so that's actually where I met Vinny and Caleb Williams and some of those, okay. um, Jonathan Harris and some of those guys. Nice. And, uh, what was cool was, um, after that, I ended up finding this, this email list and I was like, Hey, let's just do a test, you know, and let's do like a, an offer test and then whatever you make from it, you know, you keep, and that's my down payment kind of thing. And then after that, we just kind of worked on a, a rev share off the list of, Hey, anything that comes to this list, I'll give you a little cut of it's, I mean, it's somewhat like a seller finance, but not really. Cause there's not a, a target we're trying to land on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so eventually it just, it kind of worked its way out. It kind of fizzled a little bit. And a lot of those people are still on my list today because I served the same market, but it was just an interesting little trial. It didn't cost me hardly anything. That's cool. So those and are then fun. you said you bought a Chrome extension. Did you say that was one of the things you bought? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Chrome extension. It was it was a email signature, um, uh, or not? It was a it was a open. So if you're familiar with like Mail Tracker or any of these one that show open rates, yep. Or um, you know, it was kind of like a Yesware or something like that. So this this person had like two thousand users. There was no pay gate. There was nothing there. And I could tell just a a young kid who was kind of you know, messing around. And so I ended up, um, reaching out to him. And what I did was I looked at a lot of the, the negative comments of it. And I went to, I went to him and I said, Hey, you know, you're not monetizing this thing. It could be a pretty decent bolt on to what I'm doing just as like a fun little side project. I've gotten away from doing a lot of the fun side projects because they don't move the needle for my much bigger goal. Right. But back then it made a ton of sense. You know, we had a lot mm-hmm. of email, you know, outbound sales that we were doing. So it made sense to, to try something like this. Sure. And eventually the, the tool is really buggy. Um, but I ended up, I ended up getting it for basically nothing. I paid him five grand 
Mm-hmm. And then I, I ended up paying him. I paid him a thousand dollars a month for six months after. So we ended up making it was an eleven thousand dollar purchase. Day one, so I had two thousand users. I think there was like fourteen hundred that were fairly active. Day one, I put up a nineteen dollar a month paywall, and I lost like thirty percent of the customers. But you do the math, and it's like, well, it that's not bad. <laughs> or not? Sorry, I had thirty percent left, so I lost seventy. That's not bad, though. <laughs> um, and so I ended up having a decent amount of, of cash flow coming in. And eventually, uh, I ended up having... And I flipped it. So I ended up selling it. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up selling it for like 150 grand. So I made a little bit of a payday. But yeah. it wasn't like a, a massive... It was fun. You know, I, I enjoyed those little deals because they kind of showed the power of, of creative deal structuring. And uh, I don't have to do the work. You know, yeah. start, start from one. Don't start from zero. Yeah, no kidding. And so now you've, you're in the middle or you've completed a, a, a deal recently that was yeah, a I'm on a contract deal. right now. Um, we've already talked, we've got a couple of backup contingency offers that the first one doesn't work out, but I got very creative thanks to Epic. Uh, I guess it wasn't Epic back then, it was Legs. Um, so, so how did you um, h- how did you find the deal and then tell us a little bit without giving away who it is? Okay, strategic partner. Strategic partner. So this is perfect lock and key. So I mentioned we do okay. sales operations. This company does delivery and fulfillment operations. So I can help both sides of the coin. They've always been a strategic partner of mine for the past two years. Um, we serve the exact same clients. They tend mm-hmm. to, they have, they're, they're better marketers than me. So they have a bigger list than I do. Um, and so they send deals to me. Everyone they send me, perfect fit. Everyone I send them, perfect fit. So I'm like, all right. Instead of me making a referral mm-hmm. fee, which I really don't care about referral money, to be honest, how about I own the thing I refer? And so I approached them probably six months ago and they just didn't have a number in mind. They weren't really that interested. And so I, I, I approached them about three months ago and they're like, uh, you know, we, we probably have a, a number in mind, but here's the multiple we're looking for. And in, in my head, I'm like, ah, it's not worth that. So I came back about a month and a half ago and I was like, all right, let's make a deal happen. This, it, this fits too big, too, or um, this fits too perfectly in my bigger picture. So I approached him. I said, "All right, what do you guys, you know, what's what's your goal here? What's a win?" And so then I ended up just throwing out a very simple offer, just just to get the ball rolling. I said, "I'll do a five x EBITDA. You know, I know that I can get you above the million dollars in EBITDA mark pretty quickly, and and start seeing a six or seven x EBITDA multiple for myself, so I can get to that place pretty quickly. But you want a a five x EBITDA." Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up offering them 3.9 million. Um, and I offered them to do 3.9 million, but I want a 15% seller carry on that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just a standard deal. Pretty simple. And I'm like, well, I'll just go to the SBA. It's cheap money. Mm-hmm. It's 10 year am like, this is, this is an easy layup. Uh, they came back and said, I want 4.2. I said, it's not worth that. And so they said, all right. And I was like, how about I get creative real quick? And so that's, this is actually directly from legs of just stacking. Um, and so I ended up offering them and said, Hey, how about we do this? Let's do a 10 year seller finance, 10% down payment. I'll mm-hmm. do a, uh, 4% interest. I'll do a five year balloon. So 10 year AM seller finance, five year balloon, 4% interest at a 4.5 million valuation. Right. So I'm going to give you a little bit extra than you want. That's the way you want to get to your valuation. Right. SBA is not going to prove that because it's more than a five X. So, Oh, and I said, also I want to do a, um, a DDP. I want a six nice. month DDP. 
the deferred down payment. That's right. So I said, yes. I, I want to utilize the cash flow because I would be basically buying about $70,000 of profit. My note would be about 34000 a month. Mm-hmm. So I'd still have forty grand left over. Mm-hmm. I'd have six months to let that build up. That would more than pay for the 10% down. Perfect. So you did a six-month DDP. Six-month DDP. Nice. And uh, they came back and said, eh, it's a little too complex. Okay. <laughs> Let's go back to your original offer. <laughs> and so they came back and said, we'll do 3.9. We'll do 10% at a uh, 6% interest rate. But we want to keep the um, software commissions that they that they have recurring. Okay. I said, well, you know, I understand why you'd want to do that. But you got to realize that's pure profit. And pure profit ticking off the top means your multiple of five is now instead of 3.9 valuation, you're probably mugging 3.6. Basically, they'd like to sell the business and also keep the business. Correct. And yeah. so they're like, we want to keep the recurring commissions coming in from the clients we've brought in. I said, okay, I'm not going to do that, but here's what I will do. And so this is, I'll, I'll finish it up here. This is, this is the deal we got under 3.9 million. Uh, I'll let you keep your, your commissions for what we'll to list out who they currently are and, and, uh, that'll get directed to you guys. So I'll lose out on that profit. But uh, I want 15% seller finance deferred to the 13th month start date. Ooh, nice. So I deferred the seller finance note payments. It's a 10-year AM, 5% interest, not six. Mm-hmm. Um, but my payments don't start until month 13. So I have 12 That's months nice. to only pay the SBA. They're 32 right. grand. And I have 12 months to increase profitability build out the sales operation because they only have 5% of their growth through outbound sales. That's my expertise. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to build that tomorrow. If I, the moment I acquire it pretty easily. That's um, awesome. So it's a, works out. It's a win for them. It's a win for me. And, and they've contingent bought the, or um, said yes to the seller finance, super creative one. If as a backup, if this falls through, nice. if SBA gets cute. That's great. That sounds like a pretty fun deal. It was fun. I like these guys a ton, so I wanted to get a win-win in there. It's I'm not trying to, you know, strike a deal that isn't a, a solid win for everyone involved. I just don't, they've been good to me up and good to them, so it worked out well. Working nice. out well. We'll see. Now, now, have you ever considered doing any kind of like so because you do training and help people get these sales forces put in their digital marketing agencies? Have you ever? Uh, entertain the idea of acquiring equity in any of those agencies in exchange for yeah so i've people have offered it to me and they're usually a little bit too small for me to to feel comfortable signing on i know that we'll draw the results it's a matter of but we charge a lot and so they're Mm -hmm. asking for basic you know our average deals 80 to one hundred thousand dollars, and so they're wanting to not pay any of that and have some sort of equity in there and so i've started offering some equity kickers um, or a rev share kicker Mm-hmm. And um, people typically just take the fee after they see our. We put together a pro forma for every client of what we think that we're going to create for them from a revenue perspective, just based on we've built three hundred something operations now. Yeah, yeah, pretty good track record there. Yeah, it's it's almost automatic. We have ninety seven percent success rate um, at this point, and and our guarantee is a five x ROI in in six months together. So That's they pay hundred grand, they're going to make five hundred at least. That's great. And so we have this bulletproof offer. But eventually, that guarantee somewhat got rid of the equity conversation in a lot of those. Are um, now are we working with you at Digital Marketer on this? Because it seems like a pretty good matchup there. No, I haven't licensed. You know, I've had a couple people try to acquire me. You know, and there's um, a couple of players who are in the internet internet marketing space. But 
I've not partnered with anybody. I'm not licensed anything. I've I've just kind of been in my hole trying to. Figure I'm not out talking about license. I'm just talking about it seems like a a decent. Oh, it'd be a great referral partner. Yeah, if you have yeah. agencies doing five hundred grand or more, we can figure out a deal with them pretty easily. Hmm. And it's right. fairly automatic. We'll, we'll have point. to chat about that uh, after. Yeah, let's do it after the podcast. So for anybody that's interested in building a sales team or kind of getting this, uh, this stuff that you do, the magic that you create yeah. going, um, what do you think the best places for them to get a hold of you and sure. I'll find out more and all that kind of good stuff? Yeah, I appreciate that. It's, it's uh, salesdrivenagency.com. That's the okay. easiest place. Cool. We could call it awesome. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for being on the show today. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out and uh, that's really exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing how that deal pans out. Of course, man. And thank you for, uh, for teaching us how to do it with no money down. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks, brother. You've been listening to Business Lunch with Roland Frazier. If you're enjoying the show, let us know by subscribing and leaving a review. And for more information, go to businesslunchpodcast.com. Thank you for listening.